What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is The Mummy, 2017 version of the film, not the Brendan Fraser one. We're talking about the Tom Cruise one, which is the first film in the series of what they are calling the Dark Universe Shared Universe, which is... Too many universes at this point. First off, the fact that just every single person wants to have their own universe films. We've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is doing it the best out of everybody. we got the DC Extended Universe, which I still think is a ridiculous name. And then we've got, of course, the uh, Transformers thing that they're trying to do. Now we've got the Dark Universe with uh, the monster films from Universal Pictures that they own. I think they might be starting a G.I. Joe one. Like, there's pretty much everything. It's insane. But Dark Universe isn't a horrible uh, title. And to start things off, I mean, I love the Universal intro, that little just like bum, 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 bum. I love that kind of thing. So when they did that, of course, I always like that at the beginning of every movie, but then they twist it around and it's like, oh, the dark side of the planet, it's the Dark Universe. I thought that was kind of cool. That was a nice way to like start this thing off with. Oh, and before we get uh, past that point, let me tell you, if you don't know what the review point is, this is the breakdown of the hits and the misses of the film, and there will be spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want to know what happens, bookmark this, go check out the spoiler-free Minuteman review, go watch the movie, and then come back and check this out, unless you're the type of person who doesn't care about the spoilers, or maybe you actually specifically want spoilers because that's going to be the determining factor of whether or not you want to see this movie. Whatever the case may be, putting it out there, spoiler alert, spoiler warning, there will be spoilers here. I'm not going to try to break down everything and spoil everything about the movie because what's the point of watching the movie if I do that? But I'm going to mention some stuff here and there, so it's good for you to uh, get that little bit of that warning at a time just in case. You know, I don't like getting my movies spoiled. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some other people out there that don't want it either. Uh, not that this is the most, uh, you know, twisty movie in the more the world where it's kind of like everybody's going to go like, oh, man, you spoiled the fact that the mummy is fucking undead. It's not going to be one of those things. But still, you might not want to know some little things here and there. So uh, now that that's out of the way, let's start talking about the characters. Let's start talking about all the different kind of it's uh, hits and misses, ins and outs, whatever. Uh, first things first, I got to say, just the overall perspective about this movie a lot of people were ragging on this. Uh, the current Rotten Tomatoes score is 20% now that I'm looking at it. I don't think that's that bad. I mean, it's not great. And there's certainly a lot that can be done that can kind of make this better in the future for like the other films that are going to be coming up because we have a lot that's going to be coming up here. There's, uh, what is there? There's like Bride of Frankenstein might be the next one. And then there's the Wolfman and the Invisible Man and Creature of the Black Lagoon. And then we've got um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I think that they had said Phantom of the Opera is going to be part of this or something too. So there's plenty of different things that we've got for the future. Oh, and Dracula. I'm forgetting the big fucking one out of all of them, Dracula. So we've got a lot ahead of us that they want to do. The good thing about this when it comes to the future, it is this isn't the same exact thing as, say, Marvel or DC. With Marvel and DC, those are pure superhero films, legitimately in the same franchise. They all have the same connectivity, and that's what they're going for here. But 
something like the Invisible Man, if you've got Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man, that's the type of thing that people might not necessarily be 100% into if these films aren't all that great. But some people are going to want to check it out. And whether or not you can get this universe going and you can kind of keep it all together and have this be some cross-promotional, you know, Tom Cruise is in every single one of them type of thing, if they fail, you can probably still just take the resources of that and do a Johnny Depp Invisible Man movie and try to recoup some of your losses. Just don't give it the same budget and stuff like that. They can probably still pull that off, but I think that they'll be fine, at least for the future for a little bit, because this movie wasn't bad. I did not think that it was going to be amazing, so I didn't go into this movie expecting it to be the next uh, Kingsman, where I would be like surprised and actually end up loving it kind of thing. I don't love it by any means, but I didn't dislike it. I actually liked it decent enough. It was like, uh, to give you a little bit of insight when it comes to the money, um, the movie ticket price for the ones that I go see, this is fourteen sixty two. And I am kind of stingy with my money. So to me, it's not necessarily worth the 15 bucks, but I happen to be a part of the AMC Stubbs uh, premiere program where you get like a little bit of money back every once in a while and I buy tickets for everybody else. So every so often I kind of get a free movie ticket out of it. Like there's rewards uh, systems built in for this kind of thing. And for that, this basically came out to one of my free movies, you know, just by buying tickets for everybody else and then them reimbursing me. I ended up essentially getting into this movie for free. So I can write it off like that. I mean, it's kind of like I didn't spend my money on this one. And that makes me feel a little bit better. Maybe other people are going to be like a little bit more disappointed that they spent money on it. And I certainly don't think that you should be watching this in 3D. You don't need to spend $20 on this movie. So I do think if some people want to kind of hold off and watch this on Netflix or so, that's more of what I think that people would end up kind of enjoying this with. But you have to see these movies in the theaters for them to actually make enough bank for them to continue doing them. So if you do think that you would like this movie, check out the movie in the theaters. Spend a little bit of money on it and show them uh, your support with your wallet. That being said, there are lots of flaws in this movie. And it's not the type of film that you go into expecting an Oscar performance or that you think is going to be, I don't know, like a best original script type of deal, best adapted screenplay, whatever it would be technically constituted from. It's not going to be that. And you have to sort of put yourself in the mindset of this is a generic action flick for the summer. And is it? good to just shove some popcorn in your face and, you know, get lost in two hours worth of this? I think so. I do think that it had uh, needs a little bit more time on it. And one of my misses of the movie is just the general perspective of the script. I think that they could kind of have used another rewrite, maybe punch up a couple things here and there, flesh out a little character some more, tack on a few minutes of screen time to kind of accomplish a few more things and make it feel a little bit less rushed because there were a couple scenes where it was just like, okay, you're you're a little heavy-handed with some of this dialogue and I can tell it's totally meant to, ser- to sh- set up a shared universe, but I'll let it slide because they need to get this information out there and it, it comes more so in the case of Dr. Jekyll because Russell Crowe's character is essentially just sitting there going, here's what we do, this is what we take care of, this is what the future is going to be of the series, 
here's where your trajectory is going to go. I'm Dr. Jekyll, by the way. I'm also Mr. Hyde. You know, that's going to be something to pop up in the future. Gods and monsters, gods and monsters, gods and monsters. There's some monsters, here's some gods. We're going to really beat down that gods and monsters thing. Hopefully they name the team-up movie Dark Universe Gods and Monsters, because at this point you've said the phrase so many times in just one movie, let alone that you might as well call it the Avengers, that kind of thing. But Alex Kurtzman knows kind of what he's doing when it comes to sort of meshing a bunch of elements together, and Christopher McQuarrie and some of the other people, they, they know what they're doing. It's just a matter of, I think that there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen for this kind of thing, and that can get in the way a little bit. So that's a little bit disappointing in some regards, but it's not you know going to kill the movie's uh, spirit or anything like that. Uh, Character-wise, I said this earlier, the the characters aren't really great. Um, I wouldn't even so go so much as to say they're not really great. They're they're kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> they're not all, the worst things in the world. It's not like it's like a series of people that like I just have no interest in ever seeing again because that's not the case. The there's characters in here that I enjoyed a little bit. I just kind of wanted to see a little bit more out of them. Like uh, Jake Johnson's character, Sergeant Vale, Chris Vale, I think is his name. He, spoiler alert again, gets killed in the movie. And the whole movie, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, damn, man, like they killed off my favorite character so far. And if you have seen Transformers 4, is that the, uh, yeah, the Age of Extinction, that piece of trash? That movie was like, hey, we've got T.J. Miller. He's going to be funny. By the way, he's dead. Never mind. He's out of the movie in 20 minutes, that kind of thing. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? What are you doing here? Uh, Jake Johnson, I was afraid, was going to be in that kind of a role, too. But thankfully, they brought him back to life at the end of the movie, and he's going to be Tom Cruise's Sancho Panza. And I like that a lot. That means that the future of this franchise can have some good back and forth between those two. And that's that's cool. I like that. So that's good. That's a hit. I do kind of like Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. I do not like him as Mr. Hyde. That idea of him being like that Cockney accent and stuff was fucking laughable. I do not understand why they went with that. Courtney B. Vance essentially has a cameo in this movie for the most part. They kill off Colonel Greenway like in three scenes, it feels like. So that sucks. Uh, He could have been like a powerful government presence in the films, and I would have kind of enjoyed that a little bit. Jenny Halsey, the main protagonist as far as the female side goes, uh, other than, you know, the mummy herself, she's fine, but she's underwritten, and she's more just, like, beautiful love interest than anything else, and I'll give them a little bit of credit. They tried to make her, like, the smart one. It's kind of like Tom Cruise is the action one. She's the smart one, because you sort of need, like, the smart and then the tough as, like, a balance-out kind of equation. She's going to be the smart one, and I hope that she is going to continue to be in this franchise so she actually gets a little bit more time to kind of flesh out her character because right now she is a bland character. She exists for no reason other than to be that love interest that he wants to save. But I can kind of see her not being a part of it. It's really odd. Like I think that she could be one of those characters that we just look back and we go like, oh yeah, she was in that one. Like She's not going to be that memorable. Uh, the mummy herself, I thought was fine. Like, um, Sophia Patella is an interesting actress. She's done a lot of stuff now at this point, and everything I've seen her in, I've thought that she was more than capable. 
So her role was essentially just like, you know, force of destruction. And she pulled it off. She seemed like a legitimate Egyptian. She seemed like a badass in certain parts, and she was creepy. And when you kind of merge the idea of mummy and zombie together, and you have her kind of going full-blown and really, like, uh, throwing herself into the role and stuff like that, it works. And then Tom Cruise's character, the main character that we're going to be following throughout this whole series, Nick Morton, is essentially every Tom Cruise character that you've seen. He is the exact same character from Edge of Tomorrow and from Oblivion and all those movies, essentially. He is just the same guy where he says that he doesn't have a heart of gold, but by the end of the movie, he's trying to save people. And, you know, it, it it's sort of like, do you like that role or do not? I think it's fine. And the more movies that I see that Tom Cruise plays that character, the less interesting it is to me because I know where it's going. But if this is the first one that you've seen, then you're going to like it more. And if this is the 50th that you've seen, it might not hit as well because it's going to seem like it's retreading on familiar ground. For the purposes of this universe, I think that that's fine because the Nick Morton character needs to have some kind of flaws to him. And for him to be kind of a little bit on the, the shitty side, a little dirty, a little bit of a thief, that kind of stuff, that can help him out a little bit in the future. Because the next film, I think, is going to be Bride of Frankenstein. And I don't know how they're going to make a whole movie out of that. I don't know how they're going to make a whole movie that's like on the action spectrum out of something like Creature of the Black Lagoon or Hunchback or Notre Dame. Like, I mean, I'm curious. That's a good word to throw away, or throw around, not throw away, when it comes to this thing. I'm curious to see where they go in the future, and I liked the movie enough that I am totally willing to follow this Soldier of Fortune to pick out a couple different things throughout these different universes, and to kind of merge them all together and see where we go in the future. It's not going to be Spider-Man, it's not going to be Justice League, or... Uh, Thor Ragnarok or Star Wars where at the end of the year I'm looking back and I'm going man the mummy was one of my top five or anything it's not going to be I liked Power Rangers more I liked the Logan more I liked the, uh, the Lego Batman movie more but I would say that this is about on par as Ghost in the Shell or the hell was the last movie that I had seen Baywatch was before Wonder Woman Wonder Woman's better than this and uh, Baywatch is worse than this. So I said before in my Minuteman review that if I have to give it a see it or a skip it, I'm going to give it a see it. And when it comes to the review point, the hits aren't really set that strong. There's not a whole lot of hits, but to be fair, there's not a whole lot of misses either. It's just one of those things where it's not quite up to par of what it could be, but it's good enough for what it is. If you enjoy superhero shared universe kind of concepts, and maybe you've got a little bit of a horror twinge to you that you like too, I personally do not like horror movies at all. So the more horror aspects of this, I was just sort of like, meh. The more superhero stuff I was into, but sometimes it's good to have something a little bit different too. And, you know, I watch DC and I watch Marvel and... I'll be watching all those kind of superhero movies and stuff. So if they start doing, you know, like uh, 
shared comedy universes and shared horror movie movie universes and stuff. I'm not going to watch a shared musical uh, universe, but this kind of hybrid of horror and superhero, it's good enough to mesh the two worlds together where I'm in for it. So I will give it a thumbs up, but it's not going to be an enthusiastic thumbs up. It's a hit as far as I am curious for the future. I'm interested to see where they go. And if all the movies are as decent as this one was, then it's kind of the same as that King Kong Skull Island movie where, you know, the sum of its parts might be worth more than just the individual films. So I am curious to see the next Godzilla movie, and even though I didn't like the first Godzilla all that much, and the King Kong Skull Island was pretty good. This one, pretty fine. And it's basically just, hey, let's see what you got next. Let's see if it's an improvement. If it's worse, then maybe I'll peter off and maybe I won't watch the rest of the series. If it's better, then maybe we're on the upswing. Maybe this was them trying to figure out all the little kinks. Now they know what they like, what they don't like, what can appeal to certain audiences, that kind of thing. And then, of course, fuck if I know, maybe this movie bombs at the box office. Maybe they don't do any in the future. But it seems like they're interested to do a little bit more. And I'll be there to watch a little bit of them. So that's my rundown as far as the first film in this dark universe goes. Make sure that you leave your comments down below on YouTube or on the page on fanboysanonymous.com itself if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher. Tell me what you thought about the movie, whether you agree or you disagree, what were your biggest hits, your biggest misses of the whole film, that kind of thing. And be sure to stay tuned to the website and the YouTube channel for more stuff coming your way. Not too sure about the next uh, review I know that I've got my tickets already for Spider-Man Homecoming, so that's going to be coming up at least whenever that movie comes out, July like 5th or 8th or something. But maybe I'll see something else in the meantime. I'm kind of kicking my foot, and I really don't want to see Transformers, but maybe I will. I don't know. Uh, if you have any requests, drop them in the comments below as well, too. Just hit that subscribe button, as I said, and that little bell icon to get notified of any new reviews that pop up or any other videos that I do, whether it's a movie review or not. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Give us a thumbs up on this video itself. And that's it. So thanks for watching this, everybody. This has been another episode of The Review Point. I'm Tony Mango, and I'm a fanboy. See you next time. Geeks out.